One of the books in my library is called Old Truths in New Robes, and it's written by Franklin Camp. Some of you who are listening to this uh, will remember Brother Franklin Camp very well. Some of you, maybe you you didn't have a chance to ever hear him, but you you at least you know know who he is. You may have a few books by him yourself. And, And while I don't think I ever met him in person, I have been fortunate enough to read some of his writings over the years. And Brother Camp offered six ways that Christianity is different or distinct. And because Christianity is different, many in the world often consider Christianity strange or maybe even weird. Uh, We might use that word. But because it's different. Number one, the number one reason he gave, he said Christianity is distinctive and strange in that it has a divine message. The message of Christianity did not originate with us. It it didn't originate with mankind, with people. It is a message straight from God himself. 2 Timothy 3.16 talks about how that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Literally, it is God-breathed. It comes from the mouth of God himself. And God's message is what must be proclaimed by Christians. 2 Timothy 4.2 simply says, preach the word. Well, whose word? The word of God. The word that comes from the mouth of God, 2 Timothy 3.16. God's message is what must be proclaimed, not traditions, not opinions, not hobbies. What God has said is what must be taught, is what must be proclaimed. And Christianity, it is distinctive and strange, considered strange by the world, in that it has a divine message. The message comes from God, not from humanity. Second of all, he said, Christianity is distinctive and strange in that it enables a person to see himself as he truly is. The Word of God is like a mirror which allows us to see ourselves as we truly are. James 1, 23-25, it talks about looking into the mirror of the Word of God. And James uses the example of, you know, will anyone look into a mirror see things about their appearance that are that are not the way they should be and then just walk off well no generally we look into the mirror and say oh well i need to comb my hair here i need to brush my teeth i need to you know i need to do all these things james says anyone who looks into the mirror of god's word realizes i've got things in my life that are not right and then just turns away that's basically what they've done they've looked in the mirror realized uh, something's not right, and then just walked off and forgotten that there are things they need to change. The Word of God is like a mirror, which allows us to see ourselves as we truly are. We learn why we are here. We learn our purpose in life. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 tells us, you know, this is the, this is the whole meaning of life. This is what it's all about, to fear God and to keep His commandments. We also learn how we got here. 
and why pain and suffering exist. Go read Genesis chapter 1 all the way through Genesis chapter 3, and you will learn, the Bible explains, here's how we got here. Here's how you and I got to live on this earth, and in here, here's why pain and suffering exist in the world. So many of those big questions that we have, you know, what is my life all about? What's the meaning of life? Why do good people suffer? The Bible provides answers, granted, not necessarily always the easiest of answers, but the Bible provides the answers to those questions if we will look into the mirror and accept what we see. The third thing that he mentioned is that Christianity is distinctive and strange in its ideals and values. What the world values is not what the Christian values. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, these things are all commonplace in the world. But it should not be that way among God's people, among Christians. Those are not things that we should allow into our lives. Paul said that he counted for loss many things that the world would think were very important. You know, uh, fame and popularity and, and even great education and prestige. And Philippians 3, 4 through 7, Paul said, I counted all that for loss, for Christ. Gaining Christ, he said in Philippians 3, 8 through 11, gaining Christ, knowing Christ, and being like Christ are the things that are valued by Christians. Christianity then is very different in its ideals and its values. Number four, Christianity, he said, is distinctive and strange in that it attaches supreme importance to every soul, to every life. Jesus' death on behalf of every person demonstrates the importance of every single soul. Hebrews 2 verse 9. A single soul, Jesus said, one person's life is worth more than all the wealth in the world, Matthew 16, 26. The, the song that's often sung is supported by Scripture, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Christianity is distinctive and sh considered strange in this world because Christianity attaches supreme importance to every single life, to every single person, regardless of skin color. The Bible teaches they are all infinitely valuable before God. God is no uh, respecter of persons. The idea that in Acts chapter 10 is God isn't looking at your face and judging you based upon that. God sees you, and he sees that you have a soul that is worth more than this whole world. It doesn't matter what color your skin may be. It doesn't matter what color your hair may be. It doesn't matter if you're young or if you're old. You have a soul that is worth more than the whole world, and God sees you in that way. Christianity is different because it teaches that message. 
Number five, Christianity is distinctive and strange in its conduct, in the way it teaches people to live and act and to talk. Jesus commanded his followers to love their enemies and to do good to those who hate and mistreat them, Luke 6, 27 through 28. That's not a message that is commonly heard today. Someone mistreats you. The, the common reaction is to do something to get back at them. Someone hates you. The common reaction is maybe to hate them in return or at least think a lot less of them. That's not what Christianity says. That's not what Jesus taught his followers. In fact, Jesus said in John 13, 35, by our love for one another, for, for Christians especially, for other followers of Christ, and for, for others, the world will know we are his disciples, we are his followers. John 13, 35. Christianity is distinctive and strange in its conduct. It's different than anything this world offers. And then last, Christianity is distinctive and it's strange in that it finds joy in suffering and sacrifice. As Christians, we understand that when we suffer for Christ's sake, that's when we're strong. Paul wrote that in 2 Corinthians 12.10. When I am weak, then I am strong. Jesus told his followers that they are blessed when they suffer for his sake. Matthew 5.10-12. Being a Christian, it means sometimes we will suffer for simply just being a Christian. It means sometimes there will be real sacrifices we have to make simply for being a Christian. And Christianity is different in that it actually finds joy in that because it thinks about our Savior and realizes that in, in having this happen to us, we are being treated as our Savior was treated, and we have an opportunity to live and to act in the way that our Savior live and act, lived and acted when he was treated in that way. Being a Christian means we ought to be different from the rest of the world. There will be times when we will not fit in with those around us because we are called to be different. A Christian will not be like everyone else in the world. They should not be. If they are, something's wrong. Now, naturally, though, we do like to fit in. It can be very awkward to stand out in our world, to be different. We would prefer just to go along with the crowd sometimes. But being a Christian means that we will live a different kind of life. We will be different. We will be distinct from the world around us. I appreciate you listening to this episode of Asking God Why. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope it's encouraged you. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And as always, stay curious. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use. 
And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.